Welcome to Thriving Entrepreneur with your host, Steve Kidd, third-generation minister and 30-year business coach. Listen in as amazing, world-changing authors, speakers, and coaches share their struggles and victories and hear from best-selling authors' insight into how you, too, can live your life as a thriving entrepreneur. This is Steve. Welcome to Thriving Entrepreneur. Thanks for being with me here today as we talk about the more you know. They say knowledge is power. And so you would think with the more knowledge you have on a thing, the better you'll do. We want to talk about that here today. My name is Steve Kidd. I am a third generation minister, an international best-selling author of 22 books and counting. And I have the privilege of working with people to help them write, publish, market their books to bestseller and beyond. But more importantly, to make the difference that only they can make in the world as they share their Zara's lifestyle with the people they're meant to serve. What is Zara's? I'm glad you asked. Zara's is the spiritual, transformational, catalytic impact that we can make in the world to draw people into us and to help them be able to make the difference in this world that they were absolutely meant to make. I love being part of that process, and I'm so glad that you're here with us today on Thriving Entrepreneur as we talk about the more you know. Because the more that you understand a thing, the more that you can do about a thing. Knowledge is power. You need to have the mindset of success. You need to find the ways to educate yourself and to have the people that are educating you be giving you the tools to make you the most powerful version of yourself. And then you also need to understand uh, the nuances in products, goods, and services. There are some things that are so helpful out there for you, but it's about having that knowledge. When you really understand it, the more that you know, the more that you can actually live a highly empowered life. But if you don't know, if you don't apply that knowledge, if you don't know where to go get that knowledge, then you're just kind of out there flailing around wishing you knew more because when we know more, when we know better, we do better. But until we have that knowledge, how can we do better? So today we want to give you some knowledge. We want to work on your mind and your information and your knowledge base so that the more you know, the better you'll be here on Thriving Entrepreneur. With that said, let's jump in to our first guest. Join me in welcoming Jamie Ellithorpe. Hey, Jamie, how are you doing today? Hey, it's great to see you, Steve. I'm having a great day. Yeah, I'm glad to have you here with us on the launch of your brand new book, The Mindset Method, How to Get Out of Your Own Way in Life and Business. Welcome to the show. Start off by telling us just a little bit about who you are and how you show up in the world. Yeah, well, thanks for having me, Steve. I'm excited to be here. So I'm a marketer by trade. I started my business, 540 Strategies, about five or six years ago, just out of the desire to help lots of people who want to get out in the world in a big way, grow their business, and find the ideal clients that they're wanting so badly to serve. So my journey started out as a business coach, helping people with marketing, 
But one of the things that I started to see as that process unfolded was a lot of times we'd have a great marketing strategy in place, but it was their mindset that would self-sabotage the success of that strategy. So that's the short story of how we got here today as I started to realize that not only do you have to have great marketing to grow your business, but it's really those things that are going on behind the scenes that are affecting your overall success. I love that. How to get out of your own way. Oh my goodness sakes, we could go on for hours about that. Um, let's talk a little bit about it though. Why do we self-sabotage? Why do we get in our own way and keep ourselves from having the success that we at least claim we want? Yeah. So I think it really boils down to when we're growing a business, we're challenged to expand out of our comfort zone and do things that we've never done before. And a lot of times when it's time to hit the go button on that strategy, it just triggers all of those inner emotions of doubt and worry and fear. Like, is it going to work? What if I go out there and make a fool of myself? Who am I to help all of these people? All that stuff starts to bubble up to the surface. And that's where the self-sabotage can come in. So all of us have it. Um, how do we even, first of all, recognize that's what's actually happening rather than just blame it on circumstance and, you know, our moms and, and everything else. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. Well, sometimes that's where we have to start, right, is the blame game. But if we can recognize when we get into that state of blame, then we have a chance to step back and go, wait a minute. You know, is it my mom? Is it the teacher in third grade who told me I was a horrible writer? And now why am I writing a book? If you can step back and recognize that a little bit, that's sometimes the first step really is just having the awareness like, oh, you know, this really sets me off. I'm not sure who or what's doing it, or maybe it's me, but having that awareness. And then the second part is just how do you feel? Like, check in with yourself all the time. And it's like, when you're getting ready to do something with your business, like a new strategy, check in. Like, am I scared? Does it make me worried? Am I starting to doubt? All those things that don't feel good are always really good indicators that you've got some mindset stuff that's probably stopping your ultimate success and whatever it is that you're trying to do. So in some ways, all of us, our minds are always a mess, um, you know, and it's not one of those things where there's a cure, you know, you can just take this B12 shot and you'll be fine. Um, it is an ongoing process, but where do we start? How do we begin to, um, you know, start the process of having the right mindset? Yeah. So there again, it starts with awareness. And then the next thing I'll tell people is to write down, like when, when you feel that trigger, just stop for a minute and, and just be with yourself, go within and start to ask yourself some questions. You know, how is this making me feel? Write those things down. And then usually behind the feelings, there's always a laundry list of what I call mind trash that comes up. And that's those thoughts. Like, who are you to you know, go out in the world in a big way. Why, why do you think you can do this? What if you go out and make a fool of yourself? What if you put, you know, a Facebook post out there and somebody says something really negative about it in front of a bunch of people, all that stuff's going to start coming up. But once you recognize it and essentially get it from outside of yourself and put it in front of you, a lot of times 
it's illogical to begin with. So just sitting there and, and thinking about things logically, you can talk yourself off the ledge quite easily just by being aware of what's going on internally. I like that phrase, talk yourself off the ledge. <laughs> yes. I think a lot of us just kind of hang out there on the ledge threatening to jump. You know, we're not really ever going to jump, but, you know, it, it, it's, I don't know. I had a buddy of mine that he actually called his management style um, lighting things on fire on purpose to get people to work, you know, and it was like in that stress moment was where all of them lived and he had surrounded himself with people that that's the only time they really showed up was when, uh, you know, the, the house was burning down, <laughs> you know. Um, so if you could go back and you could talk to the younger version that, you know, the stressed out, oh my gosh, you know, just some version of yourself, what kind of advice would you have for you starting out in life to be able to have the right mindset for success right out of the gate? Yeah, I think it goes back to that internal knowing um, and just being authentic with who you really are and not apologizing for that. I think from society, from birth on, who we really are is somewhat beaten out of us to a degree, whether it's, you know, playing by the rules or you shouldn't go into that kind of career. You shouldn't have that kind of job. Oh, you shouldn't, you know be painting, you should be over here playing baseball, all those things, I think, get in the way of who we've always known we are. And so I think we spend most of our life, once we become aware that that's what's happening, we spend a good majority of our life cleaning that up and just coming back to really the child like us that we were to begin with. I think that's the biggest thing I've noticed in my life is you know, I'm 42 years old and I'm probably more of the four-year-old me now than I was for the last 20 or 25 years, but it was just kind of like getting off the course of authenticity there for a while of who I really was. I feel sorry for the people who, when they say what you said, uh, you know, end up saying I'm a better four-year-old now than I was <laughs> when I was four. <laughs> I mean, I, I kind of think that way, you know, I, I was very headstrong as a small child and I think I was very clear on who I was and, and somewhat confident. I was an only child, so that probably um, poured into being spoiled a little bit, but I feel like I really come full circle just doing my own inner work and removing a lot of these blocks and really getting back to who I am. You know, I feel like I'm finally to a point where I'm not going to apologize for like writing this mindset book. You know, there might be some people that read this book and think it's absolutely crazy and that's totally fine, but I know it's also going to help a lot of people. And the reason I know that is because it's a product of my own journey and it's a product of what I've seen with my clients. So I know that I'm going to help at least one person through this book and that's what really matters to me. And I think that's an important point is, you know, if you're ready to have a mindset for success, then here's a tool to help you out. And if you're not, hey, that's okay. You know, we'll we'll spin around again and say, how about now? And, uh, you know, and until then, I guess, enjoy the head trash. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> 
So, well, you know, and, that, and that's the thing too, is you might not be to that level of awareness. And that's really why I wrote this book more than anything is just bring in the awareness because that's the first step is if you're not even aware that some of this stuff might be sabotaging you, then how in the world are you going to fix it? How are you going to move forward? And then once you realize you have the mind trashed, you have to make the decision of, well, what am I going to do with it? You know, you can, you can keep the mind trash and keep moving forward. Or you can say, you know, what? I'm going to let this go. You know, the, I don't know why this came to mind to share, but like when I was in corporate, I had a boss that would say something about sitting in your own poopy diaper and so many people do and they say well it's warm and it's mine you know like it's my poopy diaper and i'm going to defend it to the end so you know you can you can choose to sit there and be totally uncomfortable or you can decide to be a little uncomfortable while getting out of the mess that you're in you know it's really your choice but either way it's kind of miserable just having that light at the end of the tunnel can give you the strength and the confidence you need, even if you don't feel like you can overcome these things, just knowing that there is light at the end of the tunnel is one way to just keep moving forward and moving out of this mindset stuff. That is a phrase that will stick with everybody <laughs> sitting around. In your well, I know it's kind of awful, isn't true. it? But it's kind of true, right? Don't we all sit in our own poopy diapers sometimes oh, and we just want to complain and and stay in that state because it's our comfort zone and we just want other people to agree and go you're right yes i'm going to join you instead of really moving forward and moving on my buddy ernie vanlawaba used to always use the phrase people search for fault like there's money in it mm -hmm. um you know and I guess in the end, maybe that's more than anything, the biggest mindset we can maybe start with is beginning to stop trying to find a way to blame it and just really be open for change. Yep, absolutely. And really the, the beautiful part on the other side of this is that you get what you always wanted was for all of your dreams and your goals to come easily and effortlessly. It's really the mindset stuff that's making everything painful and hard and taking really 10 times longer than what it should have. You know, you asked me about the beginning of my journey. When I look back, if I would have been in the mental state that I'm in now, five or six years ago when I started my business, I can't even imagine how big my company would be right now. But it was the journey that I had to simultaneously take of learning the marketing and sales strategies that I needed to grow my business. But I also had to work just as much on myself. It was the internal work. And so that's what I attribute today's success to is it was an outside game, but it was really an inside game. As I was simultaneously growing the physical business, I was having to internally grow with that business. Whether you think you can or you think you can't, you're right. Um, that's such a powerful phrase. Um, so talk to us specifically, the mindset method, how to get out of your way in life and business. If a person could do just one thing today, what would you love to see them be able to do? Have the courage to write down what's going on inside your head. You don't ever have to show anybody that piece of paper, but you'll be surprised if you were to just take 10 minutes today and go sit with yourself with a blank sheet of paper and just say, what am I thinking? And no matter what it is, just write it down and put it in front of you. 
you'll be quite amazed at what's going on up in there. <laughs> I could do the very same thing today. You know, that's the thing is, it's kind of a never ending journey. It's just, um, you know, what just came to mind is kind of like playing a, an arcade game. You just keep going to higher levels, right? Like it keeps getting better and easier, but there's still stuff there. So, you know, it, it's a continuous journey. Mm, I love that. Well, and I would say keep it because then two years, five years, 10 years from now, go back and look at these things that were huge problems in your life today. And now you look back at them and you're like, oh man, I wish that was the only problems I had to deal with. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. And I think that's the thing too, is, you know, we don't want to sugarcoat this too much. We still have problems no matter where we're at in life, but it's the level, or I guess I'd say quality of problems that we have, that the more that you do this inner work, a lot of the drama and a lot of like the major, major problems that maybe you've been experiencing or struggling with for years, they're not going to be at the level that they are now if you do the inner work. So people need to go to Amazon, get the book, The Mindset Method, How to Get Out of Your Own Way in Life and Business. It is available today for free on Amazon. Um, it is now officially listed on Amazon as a top new release. Wow. So that's pretty exciting yeah, stuff. Yeah, it is. Um, you need to go out and grab it just as quickly as you possibly can and be part of that. Um, and then what can people do beyond that with you? Yeah, so I work with people in all different ways. I'm really excited on the back end of this book. I've got a new course coming out called Project Happiness. And that goes deeper into the hows of how to clear some of these mindset blocks and how to raise your energetic frequency to higher levels and states of being. And that's the other part, too, is you want to remove the barriers, but you also want to lift yourself up. So the other half of business, I've been talking a lot about marketing strategy, but a lot of it's the energy that you bring to the meeting or to everything you do. It's that stuff that people can read about you on the subconscious level. And so the more that you can step into who you really are and being authentic and feeling really, really good about what you're doing and being 100% confident and unstoppable in what you're doing to help people, they'll buy that. A lot of times it's just your confidence that people are buying because they don't have confidence in themselves to solve their problems. But if they can buy into your confidence, you've already sold them. So that's the other great thing about doing business in this way is that you don't have to do the sleazy, slimy sales tactics anymore. You're just showing up genuinely helping people and having a huge heart for where they're at. And a lot of that just sells on its own. It, it's really not even about tactics anymore. I love that. We'll do get the mindset method by Jamie Ellithorpe. Get it from Amazon today. Um, the link is in the description, but just to help you out in case you can't read the description or, you know, whatever miles might be going on, I will also put it in the comments right now. Um, and I do strongly encourage you to get the book today. Jamie, thanks so much for spending some time with us here on the show today. Thank you so much, Steve. I look forward to uh, seeing what comes from the Mindset Method book and how many people we can help. So first, we need to get our mind in place. We need to understand the things that are holding us back so that we can then choose to live, to operate, to be, to work differently 
the more you know about how you think about things, the more you can then come up with a program to think, show up, and be in the world the best and better version of yourself and all that you do. I do hope you'll check out Jamie's book and live as a thriving entrepreneur. We're going to take a commercial break and we'll be right back here on Thriving Entrepreneur. Don't go away. Hi, my name is Steve Kidd. I am a third generation minister, an international best-selling author of multiple books, and I help people write, publish, and market their books to bestseller. In fact, there are literally thousands of people that have used the system that I created to be able to write, publish, and market their books, and now they're best-selling authors, and you're next. I just wanted to come on for a minute, say hi to you, tell you a little bit about me, introduce myself, and tell you I know the world is waiting on your message, and I would be so honored to be part of sharing your message with the world. Go to AskStevekid.com and schedule a time to talk today. This is Steve. Welcome back. Thanks for listening to Thriving Entrepreneur today as we talk about the more you know. What you'll find is when you know better, you'll do better. When you learn more, you can do more. So next, let's talk. Now that we've gotten some ideas on our mindset, let's talk about education. How can we be powerful educators and how can we empower people to get powerful education? Let's jump into it. Join me in welcoming Dr. Constance Leyland. How are you doing today, Constance? I'm wonderful, Steve. Thanks for asking. Absolutely. So first off, tell us a little bit about you and how you show up in the world. Awesome. I show up in the world through education. So my mission is huge. Um, I really want to level up the world and my community through education. I'm an educator for about a decade. Uh, Usually I do master's program or doctoral program. I work for multiple universities. I was a dean at multiple universities as well. And now I own my own company as well as being a director full-time and teach full-time because I really believe that education can change us depending on what you're doing. And education could be higher ed or could be professional development. So if you are going through universities and your major is in business, you're more likely will bump into me somehow. And if you want and you're beyond school and you just want to level up yourself in terms of soft skills or social media or YouTube or anything that's related to your business on how to show up for your business and get engagement, I teach that with my own company as well. Mm, I love that. A friend of mine has a saying that has stuck with me for, oh gosh, going to tell you how old I am now, for like about 35 years now. He used to always say, practice makes perfect is a lie. Because if you practice doing it wrong, it doesn't matter how much you practice doing it the wrong way, you're not going to get any better at it. That is so true. There is a right way and a wrong way. You're right. 
So with that in mind, um, what kind of uh, things have you learned over the years in education that that people could really learn to uh, to become lifelong learners and to make that learning a better and more actively fun process for them? Sure. What I usually do is that I have um, friends who doesn't have a degree but want to learn soft skills or even technical skills. So what I found out, I have four degrees um, and I make it that way because of the fact that I want to be an advanced student, right? In order for me to teach and anybody, in order for you to teach, you have to be an advanced student, both in theory and in practice. I am big on practical solutions and applications because theory doesn't pay. Okay, let's just be honest with that. And so what I do is I provide soft skills like emotional intelligence. What does that look like? That word has been like transformed and used and overused in so many formats. But what does that really look like when you are working with a team, when you are working with your business partner, when you're working with your child um, as a parent? What does that mean in that way and in that capacity? So I want you also to learn through your passion. Sometimes it's not about mental well-being. It's not about, you know, education and emotional intelligence. It's about how do I create a swag? How do I create stickers for my business so I can sell it for a dollar? I can teach that too. What I would advise you when it comes to learning is learn something that you are passionate about. And that is where you need to be. Doesn't matter if it's you know, education through universities or education through professional development or anybody. I mean, YouTube it has information, but you got to be careful because like you said, right? doesn't matter how much you practice, but if you're practicing the wrong way, you're not going to get there. Passion is such a huge thing. And unfortunately, we live in a place in a society these days where a lot of people don't really know what their passion is or how to really tap into it. So what uh, secrets do you have for people to begin to really truly discover what they are truly passionate about? I definitely would say, ask why you are the way you are. That question is so broad. Let me give you an example. When I have this urge to always volunteer, to always help. At one point in my high school years, I volunteered 1,200 hours in one year as a high school student that the whole city, the mayor gave me the key to the city for 24 hours to do whatever I want. And I was a mayor for the day because of that. I've always had that, right? So you as an individual know yourself what you've always wanted. Most, if not all businesses are open because you're providing a solution to people. That's how it starts. All businesses do. If you look at it, whether you're selling something, uh, an item or a service. So my point is when you ask, why are you here? What are you passionate about? A lot of people will answer, I don't know. I don't really have anything special. You are special. You just need to figure out what you want. For me, I actually found out um, my podcast started last year in February, not because I wanted to do podcasts. It's because I wanted a form of platform that both parties, my student and my faculty as a dean would listen to each other and not argue or anything, just have a different perspective. But the problem with that is that they couldn't do Zoom without having an argument. So what I did is I created that platform and I only focused on higher education. That was my focus. 
when I left as a dean, my my passion of helping others stayed the same, but I changed and pivot to whatever my society needs. And at that time is inspiration and having stories. So for me, ask, why am I here? What am I good at? What can I do to actually work on myself with that passion? And who can I align myself with that I can learn from that person? I love that. And I think the best part of that for me is the fact that you're always looking also for ways for people to connect one to another. Yes, I love connection, just like Lonnie connected us together. I love that. And with myself, I have projects every single month. Uh, most of my projects are free, but always try to elevate my community all over the world. Uh, my podcast in, is in like 73 nations and six continents. I can't get Antarctica. So if you have a tip on how to get the penguin and the scientists to listen, uh, I would love that. But what I do is I create projects so that we can build community. Uh, you need to show up for yourself and not ask, why am I this? Why am I lonely? Why am I not able to learn this? Why are people, instead of asking the external part of the why, flip that why on yourself and work on yourself. Why am I not doing this? What is stopping me from doing this? It's a choice. Make sure that you don't play the victim role because you'll never move anywhere. Don't keep blaming society on yourself and don't blame yourself for things that you didn't do yesterday. You have today to do it. So choose today to show up and step up. So if a person was going to choose today, to be the best of them that they could be today, what would be the best way you would suggest to them right now here today uh, to show up in the world today? I would say, ask yourself first, health. Health is super important for me. Um, that is means um, eating, like your eating habits, also your mental, because without that foundation, you will crumble, okay? You're trying to save the world, but you're not saving yourself. And I have that issue too. And so I reflect on what is important to show up for the world. What's important to show up for the world is to show up for yourself first. Look at your health, right? Look at if you're dehydrated. Most of us are dehydrated. Uh, no one is drinking a gallon water a day at 100% of the time. There's no way, right? And if you're drinking tea and said, oh, I have water or that or coffee. No, I'm talking about straight water. So it's showing up with your health first. Then if your work, like for example, my work right now is all about education, but maybe your work is in construction right now, but you're passionate about helping people and you don't know, how am I going to help people about construction? That's really what my passion about building. Maybe you should talk about looking at what are some of the problems, right? What are some of the problems that you're seeing that you have an experience with that you can add your thoughts and your values? It starts simply by asking or looking at your community and say, what are the needs right now that I could add value? Posting your own story, posting your own um, added value conversation that you want to talk about building. 
or maybe the workers within your building needs more support. There's so many things that you know that you want to talk about, but nobody actually knows about. So showing up for the world today, start small. Don't look so big. Start small. Look at yourself and your health and then look at what is you're seeing the posting on LinkedIn, let's say. That's the professional platform that I go to and prefer. So let's say that I'm seeing a lot of like conversations on how education needs to change. And then instead of focusing on that problem, maybe you have a solution to provide. Then focus on the problem solution wise and said, okay, we have a problem. But in my experience, these are the things that I would do. Now you're adding value to that problem. And so that's how you would show up. Just start with providing yourself some type of thought and share your story. So what is your perfect kind of people to work with and how can they reach out and work with you? Anyone really, but anyone who wants to level up and ready to level up when it comes to education, anything about business um, that you want to talk about or anything about social media or podcasting, um, that is my wheelhouse. I love it. And how can they get in contact with you? Um, you can go to my website, L-U-A, that's Lua by DocLeland.com. So L-U-A-B-Y-D-O-C-L-E-Y-L-A-N as in Nancy, D.com. I love it. Well, before you go, please give us some words of encouragement, letting us know that we can make a difference in the world. Sure. My my um, advice for today for inspiration is that Anything that you do today, whatever decision that you're making, don't complicate it and just ask yourself these two things before you do anything, whether you call or not call or post or not post. Are you doing it, whatever your action, are you doing it to have limitations for yourself or are you doing it that's going to give you opportunities for yourself? That's it. I appreciate that. Well, Dr. Leland, I really appreciate you spending some time with us here on the show today. Thank you so much for this time. Education is a lifelong thing. It's not something that we do for a while and then step away from. It's something that we really should be learning and growing for all of the rest of our lives. The more we know, the better we can do, the more that we can change the world as the people that we are, the more that we can live and thrive and be all that we were meant to be in this world. So I do encourage you to educate yourself, to learn more, to find out about the educators in your life and help them become the best educators they can be and do all that you can do to live as a thriving entrepreneur. Let's take another break and we'll be right back here on Thriving Entrepreneur. Hi, my name is Steve Kidd. I am a third-generation minister, an international best-selling author of multiple books, and I help people write, publish, and market their books to bestseller. In fact, there are literally thousands of people that have used the system that I created to be able to write, publish, and market their books, and now they're best-selling authors, and you're next. I just wanted to come on for a minute, say hi to you, tell you a little bit about me, introduce myself and tell you, I know the world is waiting on your message. And I would be so honored to be part of sharing your message 
with the world. Go to AskSteveKid.com and schedule a time to talk today. This is Steve. Welcome back. Thanks for listening to Thriving Entrepreneur today as we talk about the more you know. Because the more you know, the better you can do. The more that you understand things, the more that you can then actually learn more things and become better, more powerful, and make more of an impact in this world. And ultimately, that's what we all want to do, isn't it? We want to be better people and make the world a better place. And the more you know, the better you can do about that. Now, there's so many products out there and there's so many misconceptions and different ways and thoughts about them. But sometimes the best way to really find out information about a product is just go to the source. And so for that, I have an amazing product. I learned so much during this interview and I look forward to bringing it to you. With that said, let's jump in to our next guest. Join me in welcoming Daniel Herter. Hey, Daniel, how are you doing today? I'm doing fantastic. How are you, Steve? I am really good, thank you. So first off, tell us a little bit about you and how you show up in the world. Yeah, a little bit about me and how I show up. Great question. Uh, Well, like you said, my name is Dan Herter. Uh, I believe, not to get too hippie on you right out of the get-go here, but uh, I believe I'm a um, unexplainable spiritual force having a, a human existence. And so uh, I show up in the world trying to add as much positivity and find as much beauty as possible. I think if you're looking, uh, you can find a lot of beauty in the world. So I just try to be a bright spot if I can. And the name of your company is Pure Spectrum CBD. Um, first of all, just explain to us a little bit about what CBD is, um, and then tell us a little bit about your company. Yeah, uh, so uh, CBD is uh, what's known as a cannabinoid, uh, and you can think of it basically as an ingredient. Uh, it's found in actually a few different plants, but the uh, it rose to prominence because it's found easiest in the cannabis plant. Uh, so uh, cannabis can encompass both a hemp plant and a marijuana plant. And my company, Pure Spectrum, focuses on cannabinoids like CBD that are taken out of the hemp plant. So um, our bodies have uh, an inner system. It's called your endocannabinoid system. I wish they didn't name it that long name, uh, but we make our own cannabinoids. Uh, so just like CBD, we make our own through exercise and breaking down omega-3, 6, and 9 fatty acids. And uh, CBD is a phytocannabinoid. So phyto meaning taken from a plant uh, that can help work on this inner system to bring our bodies to balance. All right. And um, I mean, obviously, as soon as you said him plant and and that there are certain people who have immediate pre uh preconceptions about that um tell us really how effective and what uses um things like that can be done can be used for 
Yeah. So uh, again, I'm going to, I have to give a bit of a science lesson here and I'm not a scientist and I'm not a doctor. It's uh, a reluctant position I've been thrown in uh, because I'm, I'm passionate about what we do at Pure Spectrum, but uh, you know, hemp uh, and cannabis come into play when we talk about the endocannabinoid system, because that's how the system was discovered. Uh, so in Israel, uh, back in 1988, uh, there was a doctor called uh, Dr. Ralph Amashulam, and he's kind of known as the godfather of cannabis, uh, but it was because it finally gave a way for um, uh, cannabis to be valid as a, uh, a medicinal use plant. And um, it was... Because he used THC, uh, a component of the marijuana or the cannabis plant, he used a component to find this whole system of receptors in our body. And that's why they named it the endocannabinoid system. That cannaba came from just the way we found it. Uh, so basically, he was studying how THC interacted in the body and then noticed this whole system of receptors light up. And what's interesting to me is, you know, a lot of people fall in either two sects of people where you either you believe in evolution or you believe in creationism. And I think what's interesting is that this system that we're all born with, really, either way that you look at it, um, it serves a purpose. And so if you believe in evolution, we have been using this plant and plants that can contain cannabinoids for so long that our bodies evolved to have this system. If you believe in creationism, well, then you believe that we were created to have this system. And then, you know, God put these plants on the earth to be able to manipulate this system and kind of get our best uh, out of um, what we're trying to do in life. So to really optimize ourselves. So uh, when you look at, okay, well, how viable is a hemp for all, a hemp product for all these different things, you first have to look at why it works. And it's that system that we were all born with uh, is why it works. And then that system's purpose in the body is to bring us to homeostasis or to balance. And so a lot of times you'll hear stories of hemp products or CBD products helping with a myriad of different things. And it seems like it's a snake oil because there's so many different things that uh, it can help with. And when you look one step further, one step deeper of why it works, you know, CBD helps activate this system or helps give this system the building blocks it needs to properly function. Then you understand, okay, it's more the system that's helping with all these myriad of functions and CBD is just helping the system. Does that make that sense? Makes, yeah, that makes a lot of sense, actually. So um, let's talk some specifics. Uh, there's both topical applications as well as um, other ways of, of taking it. Um, mm -hmm. Is yours, uh, you know, do you have multiple different variants of it or do you just have one type of product that you have or what do yeah. you have available? Yeah, so uh, internally we call them delivery methods, uh, and we have many different delivery methods. Uh, our flagship is a tincture, uh, and a tincture was a, a foreign product to me uh, before I got into the industry. I had really never taken a tincture, but it's a mix of MCT oil and uh, distillate that is uh, full of CBD, um, and you just, me personally, I uh, 
take a dropper of it and I hold it under my tongue for about 60 seconds to let it kind of absorb in and then and then I swallow. That's our flagship product. That's uh, what most people use. But we also have other delivery methods. We do have topicals uh, for more targeted relief. Uh, and then we also have uh, gummies for people who don't like the taste or maybe uh, tinctures a little foreign. And actually now uh, one of our best-selling products that's really starting to take, uh, take off uh, is a mint product. And so it's a uh, just pure CBD pressed into a mint. Uh, we don't flavor our tinctures or anything like that. We do try to keep it as uh, pure of an offering as possible and stick to our brand name being Pure Spectrum. We try to offer uh, a pure offering of the spectrum of cannabinoids in the plant. And so these are all different methods you had such a great word for it, and I don't remember what you said of yeah. delivery. Delivery yep. systems, is that the phrase you used? <laughs> yeah, delivery methods. They're all um, different delivery methods. Yeah, um, but your product ultimately is delivering the same spectrum, if you will, since that's in your name, of, <laughs> of the cannabinoids. Is that correct? Yeah, yeah, exactly. So uh, we actually have some, some uh, products uh, that are solution focused. So we have a product called Vibrance. It's a tincture and it has CBD, but it also has CBG in it. Uh, CBG is another cannabinoid uh, like CBD, but it, it has an affinity for different receptors in the body uh, and has been shown in some studies to have neurogenerative properties. And that's just a long word for saying it can help us regrow brain cells. So uh, to be honest with you, Steve, I probably killed a few in college. And so uh, it's encouraging to me to know that there's a natural natural substance out there that can help maybe help me regrow some of those. Um, so ex excited about uh, all of the other cannabinoids that we are just now getting to learn about. There was a study that came out, you know, just a few weeks ago that CBN, so another cannabinoid like CBD, but it's CBN and it's, it stands for cannabinol, uh, it was shown in a study to be statistically significantly uh, better and more effective than melatonin at getting people to not only fall asleep, but to stay asleep. Um, so all of that science, we're really just getting started with that and just starting to scratch the surface on that. And that's what makes me really excited about the position I'm in, um, just having the rest of my life to get it all figured out. That is so cool. So for people like my mom, who... <laughs> would benefit really well from them, but have lived in the world for the last, you know, lots of years and um, have a very negative, this means I'm doing drugs kind of attitude about it. Um, what kind of a, what kind of things can we say to them? Oh, there's all kinds of things. Um, and so people like your mom, uh, actually, when you look at our metrics, it's kind of crazy that uh, we have a lot of people like your mom that use our products. And I think it's because we've been so athletic focused and we partnered with so many athletic organizations. Uh, obviously, right now we're the, the trusted wellness partner at Kansas City Royals, but, but we've also had a number of drug tested athletes use our product and, you know, pass their tests with flying colors. And I think it's because of that, that we attract so many people like your mom, because they know that our products are THC free and THC is another cannabinoid like CBD, but THC is the one that does have psychoactive effects that does create an intoxicating effect and is the one that was really the focus of the kind of reefer madness campaign that really villainized the plant. And when I talk to someone like your mom, I'm thinking of talking to someone like my mom, uh, and it, 
I think it's always interesting interesting to let them know that if you really look far enough back and you look into translations of even the Bible, uh, that cannabis was mentioned in the Bible. Uh, there's a term, uh, if you look it up, it's cane bosom, uh, and so that's spelled K-A-N-E-H, and then space B-O-S-M. And cane bosom comes from the Bible, comes from early iterations of the biblical text, and it comes from the root word con, meaning reed or hemp, and bosom means aromatic. So uh, in the actual text, it was talking about cannabis oil. It was talking about an aromatic hemp oil, uh, which was known as cannabis oil. So it's been with us and been used in that uh, that amount of time, and 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 I think having them understand that they were uh, kind of a, a victim of propaganda is hard, uh, uh, but to uh, at least have an open mind because I. I guarantee you, your mom didn't know that uh, it was actually mentioned in the Bible. And if she looked that up and found that out for herself, it might open her mind enough to see like, okay, if that's true. And I was also, I also was born with this system in my body that I, that no one's ever told me about. Um, and uh, she has an understanding that if you came home sick one day as a young kid, that she was going to eat an orange. I don't, they probably didn't have emergency back then. Now we have emergency, but she at least had an understanding of her immune system to the degree that she would up her vitamin C intake, understanding that that helped that system fight off any potential sickness that you brought home as a kid. And so my job is to get our education across the country to a point where that same understanding is about CBD. So just like people think vitamin C is to my immune system as CBD is to my endocannabinoid system. Love that. Okay. So um, let's talk about some of the state laws. I mean, there are some laws where, you know, marijuana for any kind of crazy thing you want to do it <laughs> is legal <laughs> and others where, you know, it wouldn't matter if you had a doctor's note, you know, you technically yep. could go to jail. Um, your stuff, if they, or if you order it um, and open it in front of a police officer, let's just go the far way with it. Oh yeah. Um, I love it. What kind of a legal if any ramifications are there? Uh, so our stuff being THC free uh, was completely federally legalized by the 2018 Farm Bill. Um, I was almost late to our meeting today because there is a meeting in Congress in the House Oversight Committee that I was watching. Uh, and basically, the problem we're seeing now is the FDA believes that there's no true regulatory pathway to uh, regulate my industry. And so right now it's an unregulated industry, and that causes a lot of individuals that are out just trying to make some money to get creative with loopholes in that farm bill and uh now you'll see a rise of things called Delta-8 THC and HHC and all these other cannabinoids that are actually intoxicating and uh, go against the spirit of the law of the hemp bill, which was really to legalize hemp and all of the non-intoxicating components and leave the intoxicating components for the marijuana side of the industry. And now there's that that blurred area in between um, that makes it really tough. It, it's, it's a really confusing landscape. And I understand that most people kind of just lump it all together uh, but really, I look at it as hemp and the non-intoxicating uh, aspects of it. That's really what that farm bill was created for, was to create a pathway to, to market for that. And so I've always stuck on that way with our company. We've always been THC-free, uh, especially since we do have so many athletes using our product. We have police officers using our product 
and first responders and all of them have take drug tests uh, and they have to make sure that if they take our product, they don't fail that either. So uh, we stick pretty on the on the boring side. I think some people look at it as uh, but um, we stick over there because we're truly trying to uh, use this plant and use our knowledge of that endocannabinoid system to just better people's health and wellness. So um, an easy way to understand kind of what we're trying to do, uh, our mission internally is Right now, we're on a mission to help 1 million people feel better naturally. Um, and that's really the key word there. And so we have a lot of people that come to us trying to get off of pharmaceuticals, or they kind of got on a hamster wheel of given a pharmaceutical, and then they got given another pharmaceutical for a side effect of that one. And then before they knew it, they were down this rabbit hole and uh, trying to search for alternative solutions that come straight out of nature. And uh, that's really where we fit in. I'm trying really hard here to not ask you any medical doctor <laughs> questions, although I know you probably know the answers for a lot of those. But, you know, for a person who is taking your typical over-the-counter medicines on a regular basis, Tylenol, um, Aleve, uh, whatever that might be, um, what kind of genuine pain relief can a person expect compared to those and what kind of frequency are they looking at in order to be able to keep their pain level down or or gone like some of those they're kind of addicted to yeah yeah uh it's a great question and it's uh it's a difficult one to answer so i will go ahead and, and throw a disclaimer sandwich out there of i'm not a doctor and i do not provide uh, medical advice, but I do have seen a lot of people on that same journey and on that same path. And um, I often, probably to uh, the chagrin of some of my company, uh, I often tell people to take a step back, right? If they're looking at us to try to do that, are they doing everything else? Are they doing themselves a favor of trying to all other natural modalities outside of taking something? Uh, and so what I mean by that is like, hey, if you're, you know, drinking alcohol every night, maybe cut that back, right? And see if that has an effect. Uh, maybe start trying to get a little bit more active, um, you know, go on a walk with your dog, you know, three or four times a week and start there, right? Start with things that you have physical control over and then add in something uh, like a natural product, like a CBD product. And sometimes, you know, we've seen great success uh, with people and sometimes we, it doesn't uh, affect them in the same ways as others. And that's what makes it so difficult in our industry is people are looking for, tell me exactly what to do. Tell me how much of this thing to take and how many times a day. And it's so unique to the individual because it does work on that body's internal system and everybody's body is unique. And so it's really we, we go with a start low and go slow approach of just finding what is your personal therapeutic dose. Um, and, and then there's power and consistency. Uh, there is a cumulative effect. And so, um, you know, anecdotally on the, on the marijuana side, if you talk to people who have smoked marijuana and had the psychoactive effect, they've gotten high. A lot of times anecdotally, they'll tell you they didn't feel anything the first time they tried it. And what's interesting about that is they probably didn't have the full pathway of receptors built out in their system. And that first time was just kind of waking up all those receptors 
receptors and inactivating those. And so then the next time when they implemented this ingredient into their body, it actually had receptors that it could bind to and, and cause a, an effect out of. So if someone, the specific question was around pain, if someone's looking for pain, uh, there's, there is a lot of guess and check and experimentation in the beginning to figure out what is that dose? How much do you need to take to produce the effect that you're looking for? Um, but we've had a lot of people that have had a lot of success uh, coming off some of the, you know, more powerful pharmaceuticals for pain uh, and finding a natural way to do that. And so uh, a lot of people will use two different delivery methods for that. So, uh, you know, we talk about the tincture that's an ingestible. So you're activating that system. And then we do have topicals. So if it is pain that you're feeling maybe in your lower back, you can target that specific area um, by, you know, rubbing the topical right into your lower back. And uh, I refer to that kind of as the inside out approach. So first let's start on the inside. Let's get the endocannabinoid system balanced, which might be able to bring down inflammation levels and act as an antioxidant, which can help with the pain. And then let's also target the pain from the outside uh, with a topical. And that's going to give you really your best shot. If, if CBD is going to work for you, you'll know with that approach. And if not, you might need something else, but uh, it is worth a shot. I think for most people. I love it so much more that we could go into with this. We're just kind of scratching the surface of it, <laughs> but uh, do tell us uh, for people who would like to check you out where, um, where can they get in contact with you? Yeah, so uh, I'm pretty active on my LinkedIn. I think it's just linkedin.com uh, slash Dan dash my last name, H-U-E-R-T-E-R. -E -E uh, and then if you want to follow the company, our website's purespectrumcbd.com. And we are Pure Spectrum Hemp on most social platforms. Uh, CBD is still a uh, buzzword for the algorithms that uh, lowers our reach quite a bit. So we are Pure Spectrum Hemp on most of our social media uh, outlays. Um, and you can follow us and find us there. I love that. Well, Dan, thanks so much for giving us a brief overview and spending some time with us here on the show today. Yeah, well, they say time flies when you're having fun. I feel like we just said hi. So um, it's been awesome. Thank you so much for having me. I don't know about you, but I learned so much in that. It really was kind of exciting, the potential for things that are natural products that can really help us out. Um, you know, I think a lot of times things get bad raps because we just don't understand. And the more you know, the more you can empower yourself to do things that really truly will help you live a better life, live and thrive in all that you do. And ultimately, that's what we want to do, right? Because we want to make that difference in the world. Because, as I always say to you, you are uniquely brilliant. You were created for a purpose, and the world needs you. So the more you know, the better you can do, the bigger of an impact and a change you can make in this world. And you can live and thrive in all that you do. And that's what I want for you. I want you to live every day of your life as a thriving entrepreneur. I hope you'll live that way. And I hope until we're together again next time that you're happy, safe, warm, and loved, and that you have an incredibly great week. Thanks for listening to Thriving Entrepreneur today. If you want to get your question answered, send an email to questions at wehelpyouthrive.com. We look forward to you joining us again next time.
Hi, my name is Steve Kidd. I am a third-generation minister, an international best-selling author of multiple books, and I help people write, publish, and market their books to bestseller. In fact, there are literally thousands of people that have used the system that I created to be able to write, publish, and market their books, and now they're best-selling authors, and you're next. I just wanted to come on for a minute, say hi to you, tell you a little bit about me, introduce myself, and tell you, I know the world is waiting on your message, and I would be so honored to be part of sharing your message with the world. Go to AskSteveKid.com and schedule a time to talk today.